Welcome to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Spend this hour with us learning how you can protect the people you love from the financial, physical, and emotional consequences of an extended health care situation. Because of new state and federal laws, there are new and exciting long-term care planning options available. As a certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott will help you make sense of your options. Now here's your host of Long-Term Care Radio, Brian Ott. And welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio. Uh, So, you know, last week I was letting everybody know that now that we're in November, November is Long-Term Care Awareness Month. And I have to admit, again, I apologize. I was a little sarcastic on that uh, the, the article that I found on the um, internet talking about you know what to do for long term care. I think the awareness month. I think it was, um, if I remember right, it was volunteer at um, a nursing home. Which yeah, I could see that. You know, that might really motivate you to stay out of a nursing home if you volunteer at one. Um, go see your grandparents for long-term care awareness month. I thought, yeah, probably not going to tell my grandparents. That's why I'm coming to see them because it's long-term care awareness month. And then the last one was buy long-term care insurance so you could reap the rewards after age 65, which was just kind of funny that somebody could even put that out there in an article. But anyway, I talked about that. If you missed it, it's on the podcast at our website at 525longtermcare.com. This week, what I'd really like to do is just spend some time talking about things that really can help you and bring some awareness to long-term care planning. On our website, we have five misconceptions, and this is very important. This is something that we've learned over the years, and I'm going to spend some time talking about this today, about things that you really need to consider for long-term care planning. So we're going to go through that. And by the way, if you you know don't have to write all this stuff down or you want more information, just go to our website and scroll down and you can download that as a PDF. We've got a little pamphlet put together on the five top misconceptions for long-term care planning. And the number one thing I want to talk about is you might not need it. That's the number one misconception out there. I might not need long-term care. That's why we have Long-Term Care Awareness Month. That's why the governments are trying to put so much information into bringing awareness to it. The states are starting to do it. I was talking about this a few weeks ago on a podcast about how Ohio was trying to figure out how to educate people on the need for long-term care planning because the states are facing this huge crisis. We got all the baby boomers turning 75 starting last year. It's 10,000 a day. That's going to go on for about 16 years. The vast majority of them aren't prepared for an extended health care situation. So what happens? They burn through their assets. They end up on Medicaid and the states split the cost with the federal government on Medicaid. And as those budgets continue to balloon, the states are starting to look for ways to get people you know, alternatives. Okay, let's start looking at long-term care planning so you don't end up on the Medicaid system. But the problem they're realizing, <clears throat> excuse me, number one, they've just got to try to figure out how to educate people on what it is and why we even talk about it. And one of the big things out there is people just have this misconception that they're not going to need it. I'm healthy. I don't have any problems, and especially for people that don't have any experience with a family member. But even statistically and survey after survey, for those people that do have family members that have been in long-term care situations, most of them still think it's not going to happen to them. You know, it's like, oh, well, my dad was a smoker or, you know, my mom didn't really take care of herself or whatever it is. But the truth is about 70% of us are going to end up in a long-term care situation. And I think that's something that you just have to be very well aware of, that that's just statistically looking down at the population They're saying 7 out of 10 of us are going to end up in a long-term care situation. Now, that doesn't mean we're going to end up in it for years or or 10 years or, or two months. We don't know that. But again, if we look down at a population of a retirement center and we say 7 out of 10 of those homes are going to catch on fire, people would probably want to protect themselves. They would want to put a plan in place, get some insurance. And so that's really what we're trying to say here. You know, when the states are looking at saying, look, statistically speaking, the odds are stacked against you. That doesn't guarantee that you're going to need it, but, you know, probably you are. And then if we take a married couple, there's a 92% chance that, yes, you will end up in a long-term care situation. Someone in your family, you will use a long-term care plan. So the misconception that health and, you know, I'm going to wait till I get it, that, you know, I'm healthy, I'm probably not going to need it, that's just not true, okay? The healthier people actually use more long-term care, 
insurance than people that aren't healthy. And it's just pretty simple. You know, if you have that, that medical event, you have that stroke and your body is already weak, you're probably not going to live as long afterwards. But if you're physically fit and you have that same stroke or you're diagnosed with a cognitive impairment, your odds are you're going to live longer. The second misconception that I want to talk about, again, number one was might not need it. Again, seven out of 10 statistically will. Number two, the second misconception is I have enough money, so I'm fine. And I'll tell you what, stick around at the bottom of the hour today on our podcast for our client of the week is uh, Robert. He was just, boy, he, I just had a, had a kick with him because he was, he was just stereotypical, um, you know, right down this avenue that we're talking about here. I have enough money, so I'm fine. So a lot of people still look at long-term care as a money issue. In fact, if we look at the research, when people go out and they start looking into long-term care and they start researching it, the number one thing that they look up is how much does it cost? Meaning, how much does a nursing home cost? How much does an assisted living place cost? How much do people put on average, spend on average in long-term care? And why are they doing that? Because they're saying, well, if the average cost is X and I have you know, X amount of money over here, I'm just going to divide that in and, oh, I'm fine. Yeah, I, I, I can pay for five years of long-term care. I will be fine. Because again, they're looking at it simply from a money point of issue. If I have enough money... I'm fine. Now, the problem with that is that long-term care situations are complex. And like I say, the, the simplest analogy that I use because I live through this is when a house burns down. If someone just simply shows up and gives you a check and says, okay, thanks for being a, a client. Thanks for, for having your homeowner's insurance. You still have a lot of issues. You got to find a place to live. You've got to find a contractor. You got to figure out the permitting process. You got to make sure the contractor is not ripping you off. You got to make sure that the contractor gets it done on time on and on and on. It's a very complex, you know, lots of lots of decisions have to be made. And it's a very complex situation that you would be going through. So long term care is the same way. A lot of people think, well, I have enough money. But then when it comes to finding care for a loved one, they realize that this is very, very difficult. There's differences between physical impairments and cognitive impairments. There are differences between the types of care that you're going to receive, the type of care that agencies provide, the type of care that assisted living facilities will provide. A lot of assisted living facilities, you're not going to move in there if you're cognitively impaired. They just don't want that. So it becomes a very complex decision. And a lot of people are looking at it like, well, I have enough money. It's like, nope, I tell all of my customers, let's just take the money out of it. Let's assume that we have enough money to pay for long-term care. How are we going to manage that situation? Who's going to handle the day-to-day? Who's going to handle what Medicare pays for and understand that? And on and on you go. So the issue with you know the misconception that I have enough money, that is a very uneducated point of view. And that's one of the reasons why we have the radio program and we do the podcast is because we're trying to explain people and educate people that it's just not about money. It's not about having enough money. Even if long-term care was free, someone's still going to have to provide that care for you. And you still have a lot of obstacles and a lot of things to figure out. And the other thing that people don't understand when they think they have enough money is I don't, again, they're going back to that average. What's the average claim? What's the average expense? Well, that's like saying, what's the average car accident? What's the average house fire? Well, the, according to the, to the data that's put out there, the average house fire expense is less than $40,000, less than $40,000 of damage. Yet that's still the number one claim for property and casualty is house fires. So if we look at that, we, or, or the most expensive claim, the number one claim is actually water damage, believe it or not, hot water heaters break and things like that. But the most expensive claim they have is fire. But the average is only $40,000. So if you go out and you say, well, based on $40,000, I have $100,000 in the bank, I can handle the average fire. Well, you're looking at it through the wrong lens. And so that's part of the problem when you say, oh, you know what? I have enough money. I think I'm fine. I'm not going to worry about it. The third misconception I want to talk about is that I've still got time, that it's not something I need to worry about. I will wait. And I will tell you, there's a lot of misinformation out there on this topic. I mean, we have advisors out there. We have nationally syndicated advisors putting ages, like get long-term care insurance at 60. I've heard other people say you've got to get it at 50. And the truth is none of that matters. What, what we're all worried about, what we're all up against, what you have to understand is the number one thing that can happen to you is you can become uninsurable. So that can be a diagnosis of a disease ongoing. It can be an accident. There's all kinds of things that can happen. You know, we had a 40-year-old um, 
that had been in an accident and her husband had called us and he knew she couldn't get care anymore but she was just sitting at a stoplight and somebody rear-ended her and she ended up hitting her head on the windshield and had cognitive impairment after that so he was trying to get a plan for him to put in place but she was already uninsurable and she was only in her 40s so the idea that i still have time that it's something that i can do out in the future you have to understand that yes if you stay healthy we have plans that you can put in place up to age really 85 on an asset base in the mid-70s on kind of a pay-as-you-go type of plan. But statistically, when we start getting into the mid-60s, people, the turndown rate is a lot higher. In fact, nationally, about one in three people get turned down for long-term care insurance because they've waited too long. So the idea that I have time and I, it's something that I can do in the future, you got to understand, you can go out there and get T-boned by a car tomorrow and get a spinal injury and need assistance the rest of your life and be uninsurable. Or you can get diagnosed with a autoimmune disease and all of a sudden now the insurance carrier is going to look at that and say, they, we don't know how that's going to manifest and so we're not going to take the risk. So you need to understand that. That's the third misconception. It's something I can always do in the future. You need to do it while you're healthy. You need to think about that while you're healthy because your health is what allows you to get a plan. I've got to take a quick break here, but stick around. I've got a couple more misconceptions, and we'll carry on with the conversation when we get back. Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, providing valuable insight to protect you in the event of an extended health care situation. Learn more by attending one of Brian's free live webinar classes this month. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. 525longtermcare.com. The issue of long-term care is so important. A lot of states like Washington are seeking to pass laws requiring payroll deductions to fund it. But the reality is the state's solution is simply a drop in the bucket. It won't provide meaningful protection for you or your family. 525 Advisors is who my wife and I went with. They provide meaningful coverage through new plans with guaranteed leverage that turn every dollar into at least $3 of long-term care coverage tax-free. And you get your money back if you never use it just like the custom plan my wife and I got. Join Brian Ott from 525 Advisors this Thursday afternoon at 3 for his free live webinar. He'll explain how repositioning some of your savings is a secure way to triple your money today to pay for the high cost of long-term care. Like the state, we agree long-term care is a serious issue, but don't settle for the government's flawed plan. Learn your own options at the free live webinar this Thursday afternoon at 3. Sign up at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Hi, this is Brian Ott with 525 Advisors. Over the years, I've had the opportunity to protect many people and their families with long-term care planning. However, I've also seen how long-term care events devastate families and turn the last years for the family into their worst years. Many people believe the downside from a long-term care situation is limited to financial loss. Yet often, it's the emotional damage that lingers and hurts the family members the most. Watching a loved one go through their savings is one thing, but watching a loved one lose their dignity is far worse. Long-term care insurance provides a dedicated source of funds to help pay for your care when you need it. But more importantly, it provides you with a team of trained professionals that will help you and your family manage your care. Learn how you can stay in control of your care options, maintain your dignity, and protect the people you care about most by attending one of our upcoming live webinars. Sign up today at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. This is Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Listen and learn information from a certified long-term care planning specialist. You can email your questions to radio at 525advisors.com. All right, welcome back. And uh, you heard the ads. I do have a, another live webinar coming up next Thursday. And for anybody that's listening Saturday morning on uh, KOA in Denver, we do have one coming up this morning. You guys are uh, we're on KOA in the Denver market between 7 a.m. and 8 a.m. I'm going to kick off a webinar at... 8 a.m. Rocky Mountain time. That's 9 p.m. Pacific time. So you still have time if you want to jump on the, our website at 525 Long Term Care and sign up. If not, the next class is Thursday afternoon. Again, that's going to be 3 o'clock Pacific time, 4 o'clock Pacific or Mountain time. And we, again, these are live webinars. And so we're going to go over everything. You're going to have a chance to ask questions and just kind of find out a little bit more about how the system works and how we work. So just a great way to get educated on on long-term care. So when you're ready, jump on, sign up. We'll send you a link. And all you got to do is click on the link, and then you can join the webinar. You don't have to 
download any of the software like you do on Zoom and all those. We have a really nice system um, that's going to allow you to jump on there. So if you just joined us today, we're talking about um, some of the misconceptions out there. And again, this is regard, you know, in honor of Long-Term Care Awareness Month. I'm just kind of trying to bring uh, the topics to the table today that there's a lot of misconceptions out there. So we talked about the first three already. Might not need it. The truth is about seven out of ten of us are going to need it. I have enough money, so I'm fine. The big issue is that, yeah, not everybody does have enough money. And you have to understand that there's a lot more to long-term care situations than just having money. The third misconception was I've got time. And, again, it's your health that allows you to get long-term care. So what happens is people wait too long, and they think, well, I'll get insurance when I get closer to needing it, and then they can't get the insurance. The fourth misconception, and this is a big one, folks. This really is. I I should move this up the line. But number four, the government will pay for my care. If we look at it statistically, it's unbelievable how many people still believe this, that somehow the government's going to pay. And I'm talking, there's a lot of educated professionals out there that, that don't understand this. I mean, I've got, I've got financial advisors and CPAs and attorneys that I've talked to that are still kind of confused on the government system. The number one thing that people get confused on is they think, well, Medicare is going to pay for some care. In fact, I was talking about that last week on the radio show that that article said Medicare pays for the first 20 days of a nursing home. That is not true. Medicare does not pay for the first 20 days of a nursing home. Medicare is your health insurance. That is for acute care. Think of something you're going to heal up from. If you fall and you break your, your arm, go down, bust out your Medicare card. If you get pneumonia, bust out your Medicare card. But long-term care is an extended health care situation. It's when our health is compromised to a point that we need help to get through the day. But that help is mostly custodial care, you know, bathing, dressing, eating, meal prep, things like that, just helping us stay independent. And it doesn't have anything to do with doctors and nurses in most situations. So long-term care is not covered by traditional health insurance or Medicare. So Medicare will pay up to 100 days of skilled nursing, the first 20 days without a deductible. After that, you're paying about 100 and we'll just round it up to $170 a day of deductible. But again, that's for skilled nursing. That's for something that you need. That means you need a nurse and you need a doctor. You need that skilled nursing care to get through the day. Very few people end up there. So the vast majority of it's custodial care. It's looking after a loved one or it's a cognitive impairment. Medicare is not going to pay for any of that. So Medicare is your acute. That's your health care insurance. It's the number one confused thing out there. The second thing people get confused on are, is Medicaid. Medicaid does pay for nursing homes. In fact, they pay for about 80% of the nursing homes in this country. The problem is Medicaid is a safety net program. It's a means-tested program, meaning that not only do you need the care, number one, but number two, you have no resources to pay for that care. You've exhausted all your resources. Safety net. Keep you from hitting the ground. That's the bottom line. But you're going to spend everything down until you get to that safety net level. So people are really shocked at this. And if you've got a married couple, you know, you, you have to understand that the states go in there in the community property and you say, well, you know, we were talking about that um, before on, on, on the podcast. So if I've got a married couple and we did a prenuptial agreement because we're on our second marriage, well, the state doesn't look at that and say, oh, well, that's her money and that's his money. If you need care guess what? They're going to go after her money and down to, she's going to have to spend it down to a certain level. So Medicaid is a safety net program. They're only going to pay for long-term care when you don't have any other resources to pay for that care. The third government program that people are confused on is that you know, I'm a veteran, so the VA is going to take care of me. And I, I mean, you know, my uncle and aunt both went through this. And The misconception there is that I'm just going to walk into the VA and the VA will provide long-term care services for me. It's like, no, it doesn't work that way. They're not going to send people to your home to provide that care for you. It's a means-tested program. So what if you move into a VA, uh, like a a veterans, like Home Lake Veterans Center in, in, in Monta Vista, Colorado, where I grew up? Well, you could move in there. They have cottages that were kind of independent living all the way up to skilled nursing facility. But again, the bottom line is to get in there, it's means tested. So you have to spend down your assets, but also you have to turn over your income. So your social security and your pension. And that's the same with Medicaid, by the way. So if you're a single person and you spend your assets down to $2,000, but you have $6,000 of income coming in between social security and and a pension, guess what? That $6,000 is gone. That's going to pay for your care. 
So that's what people, I think, get really confused on the government programs. The only way the government's going to pay for your long-term care is when you are broke. And the whole idea is that now, if I do have the government pay for my care, guess what? I'm a ward of the state. That means they're in control of your life. Who else is a ward of a state? Well, prisoners, right? So Medicaid is the same way. They're going to dictate where you get that care. And so if you go around and you look and you say, hey, I'd like to go to this assisted living facility, and you call them up, and number one, they're probably not going to accept Medicaid, or they might only have one bed that they accept Medicaid on or one room, but you have to live there for three years first before they do that. And so there's all those rules. And so what happens when people end up in the Medicaid system is Medicaid is going to take you and say, well, guess what? You're going to Pueblo, Colorado, or you're going to Yakima, Washington. That's what's going to happen. They're going to put you in a bed that's available. You become a ward of the state. So do not count on the government paying for your care. And it's still a widely held misconception out there. And even Obamacare now, a lot of people believe that Obamacare, since it was passed, that that's going to provide long-term care services for them. And then they're all shocked when someone, like they need help or their spouse needs help. And all of a sudden they realize that they're spending that money to get that help because there is no safety net for them until they spend that money down that they have. Um, The last misconception, number five, I want to talk about. I don't need long-term care insurance if I have a trust. So a lot of people believe that if they go out and they do legal planning, that that will basically replace the need for long-term care insurance. Because I've done, you know, I got my power attorneys, I got my medical um, directive, I set up a trust, I did all of these things. And a lot of attorneys out there market this, you know, spousal protection trust or safe harbor trust, um, AB trust, it doesn't matter what it is. The idea behind those really from the 10,000 foot view is that if I'm married and I die, then half of the estate is going to be, my estate's going to be split, half of it's going to go to the wife, but my half's going to go into this trust and it's going to protect it. Well, what's it going to protect it from? It's going to protect it from my wife having to spend it down to get on Medicaid. And what people are missing on that is that that doesn't mean you have long-term care services. It just means that half of your estate was protected. Your wife still has to spend her half down to the $2,000 before she's going to get any Medicaid. So net-net effect is you are still paying for your care. And so what happens if you take and you put all your assets in an irrevocable trust, you can do that. Think of that as a safety deposit box. I put my money into a trust. I don't have the key to it. That's an irrevocable trust. Okay, those aren't my assets anymore. I can't use them. They can't benefit me. I truly gave my money away. Well, you could do that to impoverish yourself. And then if you need a long-term care, you just want to have the assets to spend down, you would end up on Medicaid. But again, a single person, you own a home, guess what? There's going to be a lien on your house. So a lot of people get confused at that because they think, well, I went out and I spent this $10,000 on this legal plan. I got this nice three-ring binder, and I got a spousal protection trust, so I don't need to worry about long-term care. The government's going to come in and take care of me, and I'm going to get to protect all my assets because I did all this nice legal work. Folks, I'm telling you right now, it does not work that way. It is complete misrepresentation. So you need to do your legal planning. I'm gonna, I tell all my clients that. Make sure you have a medical directive. Make sure you have a power of attorney. It's a great idea to get an estate attorney and go through the process to make sure that your, your, your assets are passed on in an efficient manner when you die and take advantage of the tax advantages that you can get. Understand all that. That's what estate planning does. But when it comes to long-term care, you are still on the hook. And what a lot of people are surprised at is they'll go spend all this money on estate planning They'll never put that piece of the puzzle together like long-term care insurance. And then what happens is they become ill, their health is compromised, now they're in a long-term care situation, and they have to start peeling that money back. Most people don't set up what we call irrevocable trust, because that means you're just truly giving your money away. What most people do is they'll set up a trust that's revocable, meaning that, hey, the money's going to go in there when I die, or if I put this money in the trust, I still have the key to the safety deposit box. So the government says, well, that's actually still your money. So we see a lot of this, and a lot of people, I can't tell you, over my career, I have had dozens of people that have just been completely frustrated when they find out the truth too late, because, well, I thought we were taken care of. I thought we had this trust set up, and that would take care of the long-term care, but they never really stop and think about really what happens when your health is compromised. Well, guess what? You're spending your money down before the government's going to take care of anything. So just be very aware of that. And again, I am not dismissing estate planning. I think it's crucial. I think it's something that everybody should do. But just understand that part of that estate planning should come back down to how are we going to pay for long-term care, which means either you're spending your assets down or you're going to mitigate that risk to an insurance company. Hey, um, i got to take a quick break for the news, but stick around. I'm going to introduce you to Robert and Grace, our client of the week, when we get back. 
Avoid the mistake of paying unnecessary taxes, guarantee the quality of your care, and preserve your legacy and wealth by setting up your own tax-free long-term care plan. Learn more by attending Brian's free live webinar class. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. Are you confused about the best way to protect your family and savings? Get answers now by listening to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. All right, and welcome back to the Long-Term Care Radio podcast. And by the way, if um, you know you stumble across this, we keep a whole bunch of these podcasts on our website, so you can always get them. Uh, you can get your smart speaker to play them. We are live on um, a couple different markets out there now. We're on, uh, I think, four different radio stations uh, between Colorado and Washington, and so we do air live on the weekends. Um, and you're going to hear me talking a lot about these classes coming up. And again, the reason why we do these classes is I'm just a firm believer that you have to start on education. I want you to wrap your mind around what long-term care is. I do not sell somebody a product. Our idea here is to try to guide you and help design a plan that is right for you. And everybody's situation is different. And this week, at, uh, if you're new to it, new to long-term care radio, we do a client of the week at the bottom of the hour every hour. And this week, it's Robert, who is 68, Grace is 64. And this is a classic example of designing a plan that not necessarily I think is the best plan, but that our clients think is the best plan for their situation. So Robert and Grace, again, 68, 64, both retired. Parents of two girls, they have three grandchildren. They came to us to look for a long-term care plan as Grace wanted a peace of mind and she wanted to have a plan in place. I'll be honest with you, Robert, not so much. He came pretty much kicking and screaming, but um, you know, he, he came to the table. Grace brought him in and said, this is what I want you to talk about. And so their concerns are per- completely different. Number one, Grace concerns. Let's start with hers. She did not want to be a burden on her kids. She wanted a way to pay for long-term care, meaning that she wanted a source of money to pay for long-term care. They had plenty of assets, but she just wanted a defined source of money. She did not want to be on the hook for providing care for her husband because she said, I cannot lift him. I cannot take care of him. I cannot move him. And I will tell you, this is something that, you know, a lot of people need to think about. You know, it's like, do do, number one, do you really want your spouse to be burdened with that? And number two, can your spouse provide that care? And she knew she couldn't. So she said, I don't want to be on the hook for that. She did not want her kids to have to give up their lives and come and manage care for her or for Robert. She was worried, you know, that number one, if either one of them end up in a long-term care situation, as they age, then their kids are going to have to really put their lives on hold and really step in and start trying to figure out all this stuff. And, you know, this was spot on for Grace because she had a friend who was really going through this with her parents and, and was managing her parents' situation. She said she puts a lot of time into it. And I think, yeah, a lot of people are surprised at that. Robert's concerns on the other side of the table here now. Robert, number one, his biggest concern, he did not want to pay for something he wasn't going to use. Ding, 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 right? That's uh, the survey says. I mean, family feud, that's right there in the top three answers, right? I don't want to pay for something I'm not going to use. He felt they had more than enough money to pay for care. Um, He felt that they were both healthy so that, you know, they didn't really need to worry about long-term care. I mean, Robert's just checking the boxes for me when we were going through this. It was kind of fun. And number one, last, you know, these are, again, all top survey questions. Robert wasn't going to go to a nursing home anyway, so why bother? So, you know, in all honesty, Robert was a tough cookie, and and rightfully so. He had built a nice nest egg. You know, he had worked up from nothing. He wasn't handed anything in his life. He worked hard for his money. And to him, part of this whole conversation, in the back of his mind, he said, look, I have enough money to pay for my care. It's a matter of pride. I don't need to get long-term care insurance. But if we go down those concerns, they're just concerns for a lot of people. I don't want to pay for something I'm not going to use. I have more than enough money to pay for care. Just what we were talking about, some of the misconceptions. So through the discussion, this is kind of some of the other things that we found out about them. Both of them were in good shape. They had minor medications for cholesterol and blood pressure, but they were still very active and they still had plenty of options to get long-term care insurance. They owned their home along with a second home that they used up in the mountains. They had some retirement accounts. But most of their wealth was tied up in rental properties. They owned quite a bit of real estate. And in fact, they had just recently sold one of those, and they had the cash setting in the market. And Robert said, I'm not going to buy any more property. 
and I don't want to put it in the stock market. He was a somewhat conservative guy. And I will tell you, a lot of those, a lot of you out there know this. If you, you, you know, you're like me, you, you, you grow up, you work hard, you're probably a little bit more conservative with your money. And that's just really where Robert was. He was to the point now where he said, I don't need to double my money. I just don't want to lose it. I don't want to lose what I've earned so far. That was kind of his take on it. Overall, I'll just be honest with you, their estate was north of $10 million. So if we're looking at that situation, going back to some of Robert's concerns, I have enough money to pay for care. It's like, well, you you do. You have enough assets, technically. But again, remember, assets don't pay for care. We have to convert those assets to income. And if we go back to Grace's concerns, she said, I want a defined way to pay for this. So in her mind, she's saying, look, I want to know that there's a bucket of money that I can use today for long-term care, that I don't have to wait and try to sell something or go through all the hurdles and jump all these through all these hoops to try to get money to pay for care. And so that's exactly where they're at, right? It, It makes a lot of sense. What they wanted from a plan, well, number one, Grace's number one issue by far was she wanted the support. She wanted, you know, that case manager. She wanted care coordination. She wanted somebody that she could call that would help her or that her girls could call that would help them so they didn't have to figure this out on their own. Again, she wanted a defined source of money. So she wanted a checkbook that she knew she could just use for long-term care. And quite frankly, Robert... His number one concern, he simply wanted his money back if he changed his mind. He's like, all right, if I get long-term care insurance, all I know is if I change my mind, I don't want it. I want my money back. That was his number one concern. So we spent a lot of time, and I will tell you, Robert softened up quite a bit through this whole process. I mean, I, th- I think he's a great guy. He reminded me a lot of my dad. My dad worked hard. He's just like, well, I can do it. I'll figure it out. And once we start really talking about what long-term care is, what it does, the, what it's going to provide for the family, Robert, I think his, his eyes opened up a little bit, and he said, yep, okay, that makes sense. But still, on the top of his concern list, he's saying, if I'm going to take some of these assets that I've worked really hard for and move them over to you, he goes, I want to be able to get those back. You know, if, if for whatever reason I need that money back, I want to be able to get that back. So that was really, you know, what we were up against. And so I said, okay, great. So most of our asset-based plans, number one, we're we're done with traditional. We're not even going to talk about traditional pay-as-you-go long-term care because there there isn't. That's just a premium, right? And and if you don't use it, guess what? You don't get anything back. And that was Robert's number one concern. If I don't use this, you know, I'm not going to pay for it. So that was one of his top concerns. So we looked at the asset-based plans. Now, again, asset-based plans are called asset-based plans because they're still an asset. They're still of value to you and your estate. And so that's what we ended up looking at. And again, he wanted his money back. So remember, the unique thing about asset-based plans is win, lose, or draw. Meaning if I win, I live a nice long life, I have one bad night, and that's it. Pass away, guess what? My money wasn't wasted. It's going to pay back my estate. That's winning. Losing as I end up in a long-term care situation. Well, now we have tax-free benefits to pay for long-term care, to pay for those costs. We have a defined source of money. So that's the lose, right? That's what we're really getting it for is we hope we don't lose, but if we do, we have some coverage. And draw is what Robert was worried about. What happens if something changes? What if I need my money back? So these asset-based plans, win, lose, or draw, there's always going to be some assets. There's always going to be some money available in these plans. Now, the catch is, if you want to put your focus on how much money you get back, you're going to give up something else. If you want to focus your money on the maximum long-term care, you can do that. That's the way I design mine. I'm not too worried about how much money my estate gets back. I'm going to be gone. What I'm worried about is if I'm in a long-term care situation, I want true catastrophic coverage. So you design a plan that's heavy on the insurance coverage and not as heavy on the pain back. If I'm going to cancel my plan and I want my money back, well, that's fine too. That's the draw. And if we're going to focus on that, we got to give up some of the long-term care insurance and some of the other features that some of these plans offer. And so that's what we went through and we compared all these. And here's what we ended up doing for Robert and Grace. We took a single pay asset-based plan with what we call a full return of premium. And what I mean by that is if I deposit that money today with the insurance company and I cancel my mind and I need my money back at the end of this year, I get 100% of that money back. 
if I cancel it two years down the road, I get 100% of my money back. If I cancel it next week, I get 100% of my money back. So the idea with full return of premium, the insurance company says, yes, if you draw, you change your mind, you cancel, you get 100% of the premium that you put back in there. Well, what's the give on that? Well, the give is you can't get lifetime benefits. You can't get the true catastrophic coverage. You cannot get an inflation rider. So your monthly benefit is not going to grow over time. So what we have to do when we design one of these plans is we have to look at like Robert Grace and say, okay, you want an additional $5,000 a month. Well, what's $5,000 going to look like 20 years down the road? Well, it's probably going to look like you need $10,000 a month. So since we can't put the inflation rider on it, we're going to start with that higher monthly benefit. And that's exactly what we did. We went to a plan that said we need $10,000 a month of coverage. They're going to have a limited amount of money, which is $1 million. So that's the finite. That's the bucket of money. There's a million dollars of long-term care coverage. They can each pull out $10,000 a month. Now, that is how we just settled on the number. Robert said, I like nice round number. That's easy squeezy. So how do I pay for it? Well, a full return of premium, you have to put in just a single deposit. It was $367,000. So Robert has some money sitting in the bank there. He just sold some real estate. He's got this cash sitting there. And he says, but if I do change my mind and I want to buy a house next summer because real estate prices go down, I want to be able to go back and get that $367,000. Can I do that? Yes, you can. That's the full return of premium. That's what you have. And again, this is joint coverage. So they can each pull out $10,000 a month. If Robert passes away, doesn't matter. Grace still has a million dollars of long-term care coverage. If Grace passes away, Robert still has a million dollars of long-term care coverage. He can pull out $10,000 a month. If they're both on claim at the same time, they can each pull out $10,000 a month. That policy would last them over four years because they would be able to pull out $20,000 a month out of that million-dollar bucket. So that is how we design this plan. Now, I want to back up for a second here, because what I was saying is this is right for Robert. 90% of my clients would not choose this plan, and here's why. For that exact same premium, if I put $367,000 into that plan, I can get $10,000 a month for life, meaning unlimited long-term care insurance. So it's actually just a little bit higher premium. I mean, a little bit higher benefit, like $10,800 a month. But the problem is when you do that is you're walking away from your cash value. So if you go and you surrender that policy, say in year five, you're going to get $179,000 back. If you cancel the policy at year 10, you're going to get $212,000 back. And you drop your death benefit down to about $379,000. So when you look at that, what you're saying is think of what Robert's doing. And I think I maybe talked over that um, their plan right now, they're putting the 367 in. If they cancel it, they get 100% of their money back anytime, any along the timeline, next month, next year, 10 years from now. If they don't use their plan and they die, they get $500,000 back. If they use less than $500,000, they get the difference paid back to the estate. So this is the point that Robert, I think, that kind of pushed him over the edge because he's saying, wait a second, I give you 367, we go out and get hit by the bus, we're gone tomorrow, my estate gets 500 tax-free. Yes, that's exactly right. Now, if I don't care about that death benefit, I can go to the lifetime benefit, and you'll notice the lifetime benefit shrinks that death benefit from $500,000 down to like 377, so you're still getting more money back than you put into the plan. But you also give up that cash value. If you cancel that plan, you're going to walk away from a chunk of your money. So that's the trade-off. Because what the insurance company is doing is saying, look, we're investing for the long time. We're going to give you catastrophic coverage, lifetime coverage. You've got to give something up somewhere else. So again, we're shopping for the car. Do we want the best gas mileage? Okay, well, guess what? We're not going to be able to pull the biggest boat out there. So that's kind of what we're doing. We're designing a plan based on those features and benefits. My plan, personally, I'm getting less back than I put into my plan, but I have lifetime catastrophic benefits with inflation. Robert chose not to do that. They've got plenty of other assets. He's comfortable having a million dollars of long-term care insurance. He basically got a three-to-one leverage almost on his money day one, but he can get 100% of his money back. And if he doesn't use the plan, you know, he's putting 370 into the plan. They get 500 back. That's $130,000 gain that starts today, meaning that if they both pass away in a car accident tomorrow, that $130,000 extra is coming back to the estate tax-free. 
So some of the other benefits of this plan, um, the concierge claim support, this was very important to Grace. That means they actually assign somebody to her and her family. So if she's the one on claim and Robert's gone, her daughters don't have to worry about there's going to be somebody assigned to help them and guide them and help her get the care that she needs. They get $20,000 for caregiver training. They get $20,000 for home improvement and medical equipment. They have a zero-day waiting period for um, home care or what we call community care. So that would be adult daycare centers. They get that tax for return on their investment. $500,000 is coming back if they don't use it. If they use less than five hundred, the difference goes back tax-free. 100% return of premium again all year starting day one. So, whew, I mean, a lot going on on this plan, but again, it solves the niche. And if your advisor isn't asking you these kind of questions, like what's important to you? What do you want your plan to do? then the chances of you getting a plan that's designed perfectly for your situation or right for your situation are slim to none. And this just checked all the boxes. It gave them very meaningful coverage. And guess what? Robert is just tickled pink because he's looking at this and said, you know what? Probably not going to change my mind. But if I do get a wild hair and I want to change my mind next year, I know I can get 100% of my money back. That made him feel good. So I got to come up for air, take a quick break, uh, stick around. I'll be right back. New asset-based programs protect your savings and your family, and even pay you back if you never use them. Make sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Learn more and sign up for one of Brian's free live webinar classes at 525longtermcare.com. The issue of long-term care is so important. A lot of states like Washington are seeking to pass laws requiring payroll deductions to fund it. But the reality is the state's solution is simply a drop in the bucket. It won't provide meaningful protection for you or your family. 525 Advisors is who my wife and I went with. They provide meaningful coverage through new plans with guaranteed leverage that turn every dollar into at least $3 of long-term care coverage tax-free. And you get your money back if you never use it just like the custom plan my wife and I got. Join Brian Ott from 525 Advisors this Thursday afternoon at 3 for his free live webinar. He'll explain how repositioning some of your savings is a secure way to triple your money today to pay for the high cost of long-term care, like the state. We agree long-term care is a serious issue, but don't settle for the government's flawed plan. Learn your own options at the free live webinar this Thursday afternoon at 3. Sign up at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Do you know that 7 out of 10 people past the age of 65 need at some point some sort of long-term care? That's 70%. Now, many of us think it could never happen to us or somebody else is going to be there to take care of us, but the facts are clear. Most of us will need to pay for help in the future. And not only is that help expensive, but it puts a burden on family members as well. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, start today with 525 Advisors. Recent changes to the Pension Protection Act have made new programs more advantageous than ever. How would you like to get your premiums back if you never use your long-term care insurance? Well, you can. How would you like to leverage some of your savings for increased coverage using tax-free dollars? Now you can. 525 Advisors are the local long-term care experts. Protect yourself and your family members from the high cost of extended health care. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Staying in control of your care options is a better alternative than letting the government decide for you. Welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, Certified Long-Term Care Planning Specialist with 525 Advisors. All right, and welcome back, and thanks for uh, tuning in to Long-Term Care Radio and the Long-Term Care Radio podcast. So um, if you are new, and that was your first experience with my um my uh client of the week sorry my timer is just kind of messed up here on me um i apologize but you know i get pretty excited i that's the longest segment on this these podcasts is that client of the week and again the whole idea for me is as a builder is the way i look at it i'm building i'm designing and building a plan for you and for your situation and that's the wonderful thing about long-term care planning we have fewer companies today offering long-term care insurance, but we have more options than ever. And a lot of that's due to the shrinkage of the traditional market, which I talked about, just the pay-as-you-go plans with no other benefits. There were 120-plus companies out at one point selling those, and now we have fewer than 10 of those. 
but then we have another you know dozen or so asset based options out there and so between the two traditional and the asset based options we have a lot of variety on how we can design plans how we can fund plans and that's you know one of the things like if you're doing a full return of premium like we just did for Robert and Grace that only works on a single deposit there's no other insurance company that's going to say oh you can give me $10,000 a year and then cancel and get 100% of your money back. You can get 100% of your money back like after a period of time, like 10 years. But that's where we're always weighing those pros and cons. And so, again, when you're going out and you're buying a car, you're weighing the pros and cons. And that doesn't get as good gas mileage, but it is all-wheel drive. I happen to live in an area that gets a lot of snow. I happen to have a place up in the mountains that gets snow, so I want the all-wheel drive. I mean, that's what we're doing with the long-term care planning is we are going through your situation. We're designing these custom plants. And I think one of the big things, you know, the the importance, it's Long-Term Care Awareness Month, but one of the big important things that you just need to understand is how important a plan like this is not only to you, but to the people that you care about. Our client of the week, what really Grace came in, what was driving her more than anything was not money. They had money. And, And that's what Robert said. Well, we'll just sell another property. We'll just do this. We'll do this. She was getting down into the nuts and bolts of it. A lot of people just look over Who's going to manage our care? How do we know that we're getting the right level of care? How do we know that that you know that these people aren't ripping us off? Is there an audit trail on these these charges that these people are charging us, or does somebody have to go through this line item and figure this out? So she was really looking at the real issues, which I wish more people understood about long term care, because again, they just think, well, you know, average nursing homes nine thousand dollars a month, and I've got a million bucks, I'm fine. It's like, well. Number one, you're probably not going to end up in a nursing home. Number two, there's a lot of other places you'd rather receive care. And how do you get that care? How do you manage it? There's a lot more to it that goes on in that. And I think the thing that I really want to talk about this this last segment here is for Long-Term Care Awareness Month, what are we trying to do? We're trying to bring awareness. What are some of the things you can do? Well, remember that article last week, go visit grandma, grandpa, volunteer at a nursing home and buy long-term care insurance so you can rip the reap the rewards at age 65. I still can't believe that somebody published that. Um, But really, one of the biggest things that you can do, and I think the most important thing to do, is to start having the conversation. This is a conversation that nobody wants to talk about, but if you have kids and you're aging, you're like Robert and you're like Grace, it's like, you know what, maybe you need to sit down and talk to your kids and say, look, this is kind of what we're thinking if one of us end up in a long-term care situation. We'd like to age at home. We'd like to do this. We'd like to do that. And start really kind of thinking things through because I think there's a lot of misconceptions out there. When they do a survey, over half of Americans believe that their family members are going to take care of them. And I always kind of laugh at that because I always when somebody says that, well, what were you going to do before you got long-term care insurance? Well, I just figured my kids would take care of me. Well, do your kids know that? Have you talked to your kids about that? So a lot of people are very unrealistic about that. And so the same thing for kids. If you have parents that are aging, maybe at Thanksgiving you're having that conversation. You say, hey, mom, dad, what happens if one of you end up in an extended health care situation? Or, or dad, what happens if you have a stroke? How is mom going to take care of you? Do you guys have a plan? Because if they do have a plan, they should be sharing that with you. They should be letting you know that, hey, by the way, we have long-term care insurance. We, we send all of our clients a cheat sheet, and we say scan that. It's just a one-page sheet that says, I have long-term care insurance. Here's my carrier. Here's their direct number. Here's my agent. Call them. They will get this policy turned on. I say send that to all your kids. Give it to your doctor. Let people know. And you should have those kind of conversations. And also, I think that, you know, like Robert was great. I I, I just I'm so impressed that Grace was able to get him to the table to start having this conversation, because once he sat down and he started learning about it, he started talking about this. It was it was eye opening to him because he saw the value in it. And one of the things I I remember telling him, I said, Robert, I'm going to duct tape your ankles together and I'm going to tie one hand behind your back. Now, I want Grace to get you to the bathroom, which is just right down the hall here. So let's let's see how that works out. And he's like, what? And I said, well, let's, let's assume that you can't transfer. Let's, let's look at that. And he kind of laughed. He says, well, I don't think she'd be able to do that. I'm like, okay. And then another scenario. I said, now, let's assume that, that, that Robert, that you're healthy, you're big, and you're strong, you're doing okay, but Grace has a cognitive issue. She she just wants to hang out in her pajamas all day, but she doesn't sleep for more than two hours at a time. And when she is up, she kind of wanders and she she does some things. So you need to be by her side. I said, let's set your alarm and wake you up every two hours and do that 24-7. How many days do you want to sign up for? 
And he looked at me and he says, well, I don't think I want to sign up for any days on that. And I go, oh, by the way, and you got to do all the grocery shopping and the, and the house cleaning and the meal preparation. Oh, you can't leave Grace alone. So you've got to get somebody to watch out for her or you're going to have to take her to the grocery store and push her around in the wheelchair and do your shopping that way. How many days do you want to sign up for that? And he just laughed and he said, honestly, honey, I love you, but I don't want to sign up for any of that. And I said, yeah, th- 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 think of a, you know, a few thousand days, you know, a cognitive situation. So those are the kind of conversations that you need to start having with family members is let's be realistic here. What would happen versus if I have a plan, I've got zero day waiting period for home health care. I'm going to call. I'm going to get a case manager. I'm going to get care coordination. I'm going to have people working with my doctor trying to figure this out, letting my family know who will provide that care, where we can receive that care. Is it at home? Is that the best place? Or should we look at some facilities? And they're going to start managing that situation for you and get people there to help you and your family through the situation. That's what planning is about. Now, whether your insurance is paying $5,000 a month and you're spending 10 or the insurance company pays you $10,000 a month and you're only spending eight, so you have it all covered, it doesn't matter. That's why I say it's not about the money. It's about having that plan, having the resources, lifting that emotional and physical burden off of the people that you care about. And oh, yeah, by the way, you do save a ton of money and you save a ton of taxes and financially it's the right thing to do when you end up in those situations. And with today's plans, you can even get a plan that will pay you back one way or the other. So I appreciate your interest this week. Again, we have a webinar coming up Thursday. That's the 17th, 3 o'clock kickoff Pacific time, 4 o'clock kickoff Mountain time. I'm going to get to work, put together another show. I hope everybody has a great You've been listening to Long-Term Care Radio with certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott. You can download and subscribe to the podcast at 525longtermcare.com and learn about all the long-term care planning options available. If you have questions for Brian or would like information about any of his upcoming long-term care webinars, go to 525longtermcare.com. Be sure to join us next weekend for another edition of Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. For information, show schedules, and podcasts, go to 525longtermcare.com. The issue of long-term care is so important. A lot of states like Washington are seeking to pass laws requiring payroll deductions to fund it. But the reality is the state's solution is simply a drop in the bucket. It won't provide meaningful protection for you or your family. 525 Advisors is who my wife and I went with. They provide meaningful coverage through new plans with guaranteed leverage that turn every dollar into at least $3 of long-term care coverage tax-free. And you get your money back if you never use it just like the custom plan my wife and I got. Join Brian Ott from 525 Advisors this Thursday afternoon at 3 for his free live webinar. He'll explain how repositioning some of your savings is a secure way to triple your money today to pay for the high cost of long-term care, like the state. We agree long-term care is a serious issue, but don't settle for the government's flawed plan. Learn your own options at the free live webinar this Thursday afternoon at 3. Sign up at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com.